On this episode of the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kincer, Ryan Lemon of Kentucky Sports Radio joined the show to talk everything from UK football and basketball to the possibility of the NBA coming to Louisville. This is the Ball Talk Pod Evan Kincer. Starting now. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Ball Talk Pod. As always, this is your host, Evan Kincher, and today I'm joined by Ryan Lemon of Kentucky Sports Radio. First off, Ryan, thanks for coming on, and how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. It's uh, it's finally starting to feel like fall and football season a little bit, so I'm I'm ready to get going. I'm ready for football to, to feel like football season. Same here. So, most UK fans know what KSR is, but for listeners who may not know exactly what it is, can you share a little bit about it and where they can find it? Well, Kentucky Sports Radio, you know, it's, it, it's, it's supposed to be a sports talk show. But if you listen to us, you know we are really not a sports talk show. We're not going to break down offenses, and we're not going to break down defenses. We are basically an entertainment show that talks about Kentucky sports at its core. Uh, we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about songs. We're going to talk about my kids. We're going to talk about Matt's lack of, of uh, outdoorsman knowledge. Uh, but at its core, though, is UK football and UK basketball. And we are a caller-driven show. We take a lot of calls. We never screen the calls. We never know what's going to come out of the caller's mouth. Uh, we get some wild, crazy, unbelievable calls. But to me, that that's what make the sh- makes the show special, is, is our callers. And that's what, what makes it popular. Uh, it's on, I think we're on now 42 stations across the state. Wow. Uh, pretty much from, you know, Pike Little Paducah, as Coach Cal likes to say, we're, mm-hmm. we're across the state. Uh, you can find it on uh, the iHeart. We're, we're an iHeart-based uh, affiliate, so we're on the iHeart app that you can listen to it live across the world. We get calls from Ireland. We get, we've got calls from Asia. Uh, we get calls sometimes from our military who are serving overseas. Uh, they'll call in uh, Alaska. You know, we've gotten calls from around the world at times uh, through the iHeart app. So, so in, in a nutshell, that's kind of where you can find KSR and what we're about a little bit, but we are, we are definitely not your standard, typical sports talk show. And I always feel like if I can get a Grant or a Louisville fan or an Indiana fan that says, hey, man, I listen to your show, then I feel like I've done my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I can get a non-sports fan or a non-Kentucky fan that says, I listen to your show, I like your show, that's when I feel like I've done my job. Yeah, and I was listening to it earlier, and you're talking about Dollar General a lot, and how it's really uh, getting big in Kentucky, and it's you can find one almost everywhere in this small town. So, yeah, it's definitely not just sports to talk about anything Kentucky related. So, I really like that about your show, and I think that a lot of people that's a big reason why people like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dollar General has nothing to do with sports, but yet it's the, it's the one thing you remembered from the show today, and I think it's uh, we can relate to people by talking about stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, let's get started with some UK football. 
The Wildcats will be back at Kroger Field this weekend to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. And there are a few big talking points about this game, obviously, with the quarterback controversy being at the top. But first, how do you think the Cats, coming off their bye week, will fare against Arkansas? I still like Kentucky's chances in this game, despite what's going on with our quarterback. Even even if Lynn Bowden has to be Kentucky's quarterback, I still think Kentucky can win the football game because I think they can move the chains with him back there. I just don't think Arkansas is a very good football team. Even though they played Texas A&M pretty good last weekend, I feel like you know that's kind of a, a rivalry game for them. And I, 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 I think the Arkansas football team that lost to Long Beach State two weeks ago, I think that's their true team. I, I just don't think Arkansas is very good. I think they're probably the second worst team in the conference, to be honest. So I, I like, I, I really do. I like Kentucky's chances to win the game, even if we have to go with Lynn Bowden at quarterback. I think he can move the chains. I think we can run the football on him. I think him and A.J. Rose can both probably have pretty good games back there running the football. I don't know how much success we're going to have passing the football uh, with him back there, but it's going to be a special night. You know, it's Big Blue Madness on Friday night. It's Keeneland all weekend. It's the Jared Lorenzen, Jared Lorenzen tribute night uh, at Kroger Field. So, so I, I, I feel good about it. We need to get a win after losing three straight, going three and three with some very winnable games still on the back end of the schedule. Yeah, and I think this win's really important because if you get this win, they've only played two conference games. That puts you at one and two in the conference, and you're still in pretty good position in the SEC East. Um, UK is the seven-point favorite, so people are uh, projecting the win. I think that with the motivation with being the Jared Lorenzen game, it's the first-ever Jared Lorenzen day uh, to honor one of the best quarterbacks that ever went through University of Kentucky after his tragic passing this year. So I think that will give the team some extra motivation, and hopefully they can win this one for Jared. Um, and I think that the interesting dynamic with Lynn Bowden at quarterback, I think uh, this is kind of like a few years ago when they had Randall Cobb at quarterback when he was a freshman. I know they're not uh, – Randall Cobb was obviously a much better prospect than Lynn Bowden, but I think it gives you the option of uh, having a really having a running option at quarterback – uh, in the Wildcat scenario. Um, but you look at Lynn Bowden's numbers at quarterback. Uh, he's 3 of 4 passing this season and 6 of 9 for his career. So there's not a whole lot that he's done while in college, but he did play some in high school. Um, a little bit concerning, though, of those nine passes, two have been interceptions. So obviously those are uh, big play scenarios, so there's a good chance for an interception. Um, but that's still a little bit concerning. But I don't think it can get much worse than what it's been uh, with Sawyer Smith at quarterback. Um, had He's had four touchdowns to five interceptions and completing just 46% of his passes. So I think if you're Mark Stoops, I think you can try anything you can uh, to salvage this season uh, with Terry Wilson being out. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I don't think right now they have, they have a choice. I mean, with Sawyer Smith being hurt, uh, as your second string guy, if your your third string guy, if it was Nick Salzo, the freshman, you know he blew his knee out even before the season started. If, if your fourth string guy is Walker Wood, he's got he's had two shoulder surgeries, and you know the feeling is he really can't throw downfield very well. So if if that's the case, then Bowden is your fifth string quarterback that you're going to throw, throw it out there and start him against Arkansas, 
an SEC football team. But if, but like you and I, I think both are kind of on the same page. I think you could still beat Arkansas. And let's look, look at it that way. If, if, if that's your, if, if they can beat Arkansas, next week is Georgia. I think we're going to lose to Georgia no matter who our quarterback is. So that's, that's, that's a throwaway game. And then the next week is Missouri. So that means Sawyer Smith would have had the bye week, one week. The Arkansas, two weeks. Georgia, three weeks. Missouri, four weeks to get that to get healthy. Because then there's, like I said, a lot of winnable games on the back end of the schedule. So he would have had four weeks to get healthy and get ready for the rest of the season. Uh, if, if, which I think is it's probably going to be the scenario we're looking at. And what's your gut feeling on who starts at quarterback this weekend for the Cats. I was listening on hour two of your show today, and Matt said that he heard that um, Lynn got all the snaps at quarterback this week. What's your feeling um, for who starts on Saturday? I would almost, after since the radio show ended, and when you and I are taping this, I heard something, Evan, and I'll just share it with you. Okay. I, I heard this afternoon that Sawyer Smith is not even going to throw a pass until Friday. Wow. And if, that, if that's the case, if the guy who told me that, and I trust him that, if that's the case, well, then absolutely Lynn Bowden's going to be our starting quarterback on Saturday. Now, of course, I got, like I said, I got that information after the show today, and I'll probably throw it out there at some point this week. But I trust the guy that told me that, that they're not even going to let him throw a pass until Friday. Well, then Lynn Bowden's going to be our quarterback. And, I, and I, we, Matt and I both kind of said that today. He's practiced all, he took the snaps all week last week as our number one quarterback when I went the first team. He's going to be the number. You know, he's going to do it all this week. So I, I fully expect he'll 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 take probably ninety nine percent of the snaps, maybe one hundred percent of the snaps as our quarterback against Arkansas on Saturday. And I think that is the best decision. I mean, uh, you don't want to risk anything with Sawyer Smith going down uh, for his future. So, and if they this doesn't work out with Lynn Bowden, then you can have Sawyer Smith in a couple weeks, like you said against Missouri, uh, to get everything settled out. Um, so, what would your exactly. prediction be? I know you think our, uh, UK can win against Arkansas. What's your feeling on how this game does turn out? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't thought about predicting a score yet or anything. You're my first first guy to ask me that. I'm going to say Kentucky will win it. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of points. Yeah. I'm going to say Kentucky, I'll go 17-14. Kentucky wins it in a low-scoring, kind of an ugly game, but I, I just, I, I hope I'm right. I just like I just like Kentucky's chances in the game just because I just don't think Arkansas is very good. Yeah, and I hope I hope you're right as well. And I I'd probably go 17-10 with Kentucky. Um, so you kind of feel the same way. You yeah. kind of feel kind of a low scoring game also. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the defense could have a really big part of that. Um, Joshua Pascal would definitely need to be uh, the forefront of that for the Cats to have a really good shot to win. Um, so now it's going to transfer over to some UK basketball. It's what most of the people in the, uh, Kentucky like to listen about. Um, so Big Manis starts on Friday. We're getting in the basketball season. NBA's preseason been going on. Um, what most excites you for this season for the Cats? I I think we not only have a Final Four caliber team, we got a team that can win the national title. I mean, we've got some we got some guys that are 
going to be superstars. Our backcourt is awesome. Tyrese Maxey, Ashton Hagens, Emmanuel Quickly, Johnny Juzang, they say, is just shooting lights out. I mean, we got we – got, we, those guards are awesome. I, and I like, I like Keon Brooks and Khalil Whitney at the three and the four. I mean, I, I like that. Now, to me, the whole key of the season to, to win it all is going to be E.J. Montgomery and Nick Richards. Yeah. I think E.J. Montgomery is going to take a big leap this year. I mean, Drew, Drew Franklin and I both really think E.J. Montgomery is going to take a big step up this year. Nick Richards may be the whole key. I mean, we've kind of seen the – is that all we're going to get out of him, what we've seen, or can he also make a big step this year? He's got to stay on the floor. I mean, he can't get in foul trouble. He can't make stupid mistakes. But one of those two guys, since we don't have a true five, one of those guys is going to have to step up. Now, with all that said – all the buzz this week has been about Nate Sestina from Pro Day. Yeah. The guy hit what he hit, 21 out of 25 three-pointers, yeah. whatever it was in that drill the other day. Everybody's in all the buzz about him. He may, be, he may be the guy that sneaks in there and surprises all of us and is the whole one that we're all talking about come March uh, that, you know, is the, you know, right now we're talking about preseason, but he's the guy that may be leading us to a lot of wins you know, this coming season. So, so I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this basketball team because I, I really think I think they're better than – this is probably the best team we've had since the Malik Monk, uh, De'Aaron Fox team, uh, that, in my opinion. Yeah, and whenever Sustana committed to UK, Coach Cal said that he wouldn't bring a guy in if he didn't think he would have an impact. So – um, and you look at Sustainus numbers in that last year from Bucknell. He hit 41 threes on a 38% clip. And I, you would only guess that that would go up the percentages wise with all the spacing that Kentucky would have. Uh, they have a lot of slashers, so they can make a kick out to sustain and he can hit a lot of triples. And that's something that I think is really important for Kentucky this year. I mean, uh, you had Tyler Harrell last year as a three-point shooter, but historically there's not only been about one or two three-point shooters on uh, Cal's team. So I think that Sustainer can have a really big role this year in that regard. And he's also, if you see some pictures, that he's really transformed his body this offseason. I think that he can be ready to play a lot better defense and have a really big role on the team this year. Uh, and Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what they're putting in their water over there. Huh. It's Craft Center, but boy, those those guys' bodies have, yeah, massively transformed over the summer, That the workouts that they're putting them through over there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and you're talking about all the talent and how this could be a for sure Final Four team. Uh, and I was looking at ESPN's latest mock draft, uh, and draft expert Jonathan McGavoni projected three Wildcats in the first round. And obviously this will change uh, with the season starting with injuries and then players playing above their potential. Um, and then they have Khalil Whitney at 12, Tyrese Maxey at 14, and Ashton Hagens at number 30. And I think Johnny Duzang is another prospect um, that is definitely first-round talent. And also Keon Brooks. And they have so many five-star talents this year that I think they could honestly have five or six uh, players selected in the draft, if not more. Um, and – you were talking about how the returning players, E.J. Uh, Montgomery, Nick Richards, could have a big impact. But I'm really looking forward to see what Ashton Hagens can do this year. Uh, at the start of conference play last year, his defense was absolutely phenomenal. And I want to see if he can do this for the entire season and really be the leader that Kentucky needs this year. I know a lot of the uh, emphasis will be on E.J. Montgomery uh, as he's with the highly rated player from last year. But I think the Ashton Hagens is the point guard really needs to take control of this team. And he'll I think the team will go as far as Ashton Hagens can take them. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I think he is the leader. I think he's. It's already kind of obvious that he's he's the leader. You know, off the court, in the locker room, the guy who's. Uh, I think even the young guards, Maxi and and Johnny Juzang, is kind of looking up to. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's, it, that this team will go as, as far as he's going to take. I think, you know, Maxi may be the leading scorer, maybe the best player, but the key may be a- Ashton Hagen. And, you know, you, I was listening to what you were saying about the, you know, the t- first round draft picks. You know, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have EJ Montgomery as a potential first round draft pick. I just, I just think maybe, I just think he's going to make a huge jump. And I just, I just feel like he's, he'll be a first round draft pick next year when it's all said and done. Yeah, and I think he can be in that P.J. Washington role, how it uh, wasn't really projected to be a high pick last year. There were some reports coming out that he could be a second-rounder. But comes back for a sophomore season, and I think that he can really have a really big impact and maybe uh, fall into that first round if everything goes well. Um, yep. And then I'm just really excited for Big Blue Madness. I've been the last two years, but I haven't been able to go. I won't be able to go this year, but I think this will be exciting uh, to see all the new faces on the court. Uh, for the Cats this season. And there's so much talent. And uh, just seeing them put on the uh, blue and white is going to be really interesting to see. Oh, I, I love Big Blue Madness. I'm like, you. I, I, I won't be able to go. I, mean, I, I haven't gone the last couple of years because I, I like they have it on Friday nights, and I go to high school football games on Friday nights. So I, I watch it. I record it, come back and watch it. It's just exciting to see everybody for the first time out on the court and get to see them going because it's just that, kind of that realization that, you know, the college basketball season is here. You get to see these guys in uniform. So you get, start to get excited about the season. That's why we talked about football, man. That's another reason this, this football game Saturday is so important for the Cats to win because we, we know how our fan base is. They lose this game. All of a sudden, the football team is 2-4, and four, and our fan base will, will check out. And it's, it's just unfortunate, but we, you and I both know that's going to happen, and that's why they've got to keep the fan base engaged with, with football by a win on Saturday. Um, now let's talk a little bit about NBA. Um, my last guest on my podcast was Dan Essel, obviously the UK great, but r- right now he's doing, uh, he's the president of NBA Tulu, uh, trying to bring an NBA team, uh, back to the bluegrass, like with the Kentucky Colonels in the seventies. Um, what would your thoughts be on this? And do you think that, uh, bringing maybe the Colonels back to Louisville would be good for the state of Kentucky? Oh, I would 100% be behind it, 100%. I think it would be awesome for the state of Kentucky if we got an, a professional team, and that's why Dan Issel's a good guy to to be behind it because he's he's he knows he knows the benefits it could bring not just Louisville but our entire state. Louisville has has the perfect arena for it. It's downtown. It's an NBA type arena. I even though I don't like the University of Louisville, I love the Yum Center. I think it's a great arena. Uh, you know, you, you, it's got a perfect geographical location to Indianapolis, to Cincinnati, to Lexington. It's not even that far to Nashville. I, 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 I think Louisville is in line to potentially get an NBA team in the very, very short future. And I think it's Dan Issel's a guy that's going to, you know, he's, he's a bulldog. He's going to keep at it until it potentially can happen. So I, I hope it can happen. And it's, it's a team that, you know, we, our home state can get behind. I mean, the Cardinals and the, and the Wildcats don't like each other, but that, that's one team our both fan bases can get behind. That's why I think it would work. Yeah. And uh, when he talked about how all those connections he had. I mean, he's played he played in the NBA for years, and then as a coach and an executive, he has so many connections. And he was at the Hall of Fame 
uh, just a few weeks back uh, induction ceremony, and he was talking to all the retired players and see if they'd be what their thoughts on it was. And he got a great response from everybody. So I think that this could definitely happen if the NBA does decide to expand. Uh, but he said that um, there's just uh, no telling when the NBA actually will. But if you think about it, you've heard heard all the buzz about Seattle or Las Vegas getting an NBA team. If those two teams are in consideration for it, then you have to have an Eastern Conference team. And I think of all the teams on the Eastern Eastern side of the United States, Louisville makes a great deal of sense. And with uh, the work Dan Essel's doing to get prepared for this, if, the, if any way this was going to happen, I think that that would make Louisville a really appealing spot for the NBA. And I mean, I know that NBA preseason games that they've had at Rupp Arena and in Louisville in the past have been somewhat disappointing for an NBA crowd. But I think if you get an actual regular season game in one of the two cities, I think it would just be absolutely phenomenal. Just thinking about LeBron James or James Harden coming to town. And then yeah. obviously with LeBron or Anthony Davis, it would be phenomenal. They would be sold out and you couldn't get a ticket. So I just think that everybody around the state would be – the basketball fans would definitely be interested in this. And there's so many former Kentucky guys in the NBA, too. You know that they probably just by accident get a former Kentucky guy on the roster. Well, he's automatically going to be the favorite player on the team by half the state. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it would work. I, I'll tell you this, too, Evan. Rick Pitino screwed up. Yeah. If he had just kept his nose clean and had just stayed out of trouble – I'm telling you, he could have been the head coach of this NBA team, and he would once again, we would like him again. Kentucky fans would like him again. He could have won the fan base over again on both sides by being the NBA head coach of our team in Kentucky. He messed up. He blew it. He could have once again been revered by both sides, but he blew it. And I never thought about that. Well, that's a really interesting point. Um, So... Now, I talked about how NBA is getting in full swing and stuff, and I'm a Laker fan, so I'm diehard Laker fan watching every game. <laughs> I watch every minute of the preseason game the other night against the Warriors, so I'm 100% ready for this. Um, and I honestly believe the Lakers will be NBA champions this year. Um, what do you think about the NBA season? Who's your favorite? Uh, well, I grew up in Indiana, so I'm an Indiana Pacers fan. I just – that, 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 that's my team. I grew up during the Reggie Miller era yeah. when, when he was playing for the Pacers. So he, he, he's my guy. He's my team. It, 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 the, the, everything's out in the West. I mean, you're right. The, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets, Thunder. I mean, all, all the good teams, all the good players are out in the West. My, my, my piddly Pacers are you know, going to battle it out with who, the Celtics and the, the, the Hawks. I mean, there are not any good teams in the East. All the fun, all the good teams are going to be out in the West, so that's what's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've always I've loved the Lakers for many, many years. So I've even watched them last, like the last couple of years when they've won seventeen games, twenty-one games. It's been absolutely dreadful. So I am one hundred percent ready for this season to get underway. <laughs> I'm ready to watch them win in basketball. When last season was. It was nice. I mean, for the first half of the season, we had LeBron. Uh, the young core was looking really nice. I even liked Lonzo Ball a whole lot. I mean, most people from Kentucky aren't big fans of Lonzo Ball, but I just absolutely loved Lonzo, the way he played. Uh, didn't wasn't the big biggest fan of his dad. I didn't like all the stuff that he did. After a while, I liked him at first, but then it got too out of hand. So I even 
love the whole family. Got the big baller brand gear. So I was all in on the <laughs> Lakers for that. Um, so I'm just 100% excited for the season start. I can't wait till we get to the playoffs. Um, I'm looking for Who do you think – I don't know if you watch a whole lot of NBA, but who do you think was the favorite to win the championship this year? You the well, you know, you – you you would think everybody would just say the Lakers just because of LeBron and Anthony Davis, but you know even like in Las Vegas, I think they're still saying the Clippers are the favorite to win it all, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they they were still the odds-on favorite to win, or are are the Clippers, which kind of surprised me. But you know, gosh, you almost flip the coin between the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors and the Rockets. I think any of those four teams could probably come out and win the daggone thing. Yeah, and people aren't putting a whole lot of stock into the words this year because uh, Clay Thompson will be out till February, and then losing KD obviously and a lot of their core pieces from that championship run. So um, there are people, a lot of people are sleeping on the Warriors, but they still have Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson yeah. will be there during playoff time, and the Louisville guy played at Ohio State, but born in Louisville, D'Angelo Russell, one of my former Lakers, uh, is on the roster <laughs> as well. So I think they can have a. Pretty good season, and and then then uh, isn't Willie Colley Stein in here on the Warriors yes. now? Yes, one hundred percent. I loved Willie. I mean, he, he was one of the one of the, my favorite Wildcats that I've ever watched. He just ex- what it meant to be a Wildcat. Them dunks on Florida, nothing beats. And Louisville, nothing beats that. You know when it, when it's all said and done, and they change the rules on what players can get their jerseys retired to the rafters of Rupp Arena. And they have to start letting guys like John Wall and Anthony Davis get their jerseys retired. There's going to be a strong argument about Willie Cauley Stein because you say his name, they're like, man, he shouldn't have his jersey retired. And then you understand and realize he was a consensus All American. And there, and every other consensus All American in the history of Kentucky basketball, they've all had their jerseys retired. Every one of them. How can you not? How do you leave him off then? If you don't retire his jersey, he was a consensus All-American. Who cares if he just averaged 12 points and 8 rebounds? That's how, that's how valuable he was to that team. So it's going to be an interesting argument once that rule changes when his name comes up. Because most people would say, oh, no, you've got to put you know, Carl Anthony Towns and Aaron Fox and all these other guys, and probably Willie's name is going to be ninth or 10th on the list. But yet he's a consensus All-American and probably deserves it more than most of those guys. Yeah, and he stayed there three years as well. Some of those guys didn't do. Uh, he yeah. was like the forty. I think he was like the forty-fifth player in the country coming out of high school. Then he works his way up to be the number six pick in the draft as a junior, which is really hard to do to be a junior at that. I mean, it's not not uh, you're right. Far stretch you're right. to be that uh, as a freshman at UK, but work your way up and be a junior and be six pick. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and yep. that, that will be right. really interesting whenever they do uh, re- will start retiring those jerseys. Because so many great players have come through with John Calipari. Um, yep. And only one year. I mean, what the, would the criteria be with that? Um, yep. so it would just yep. be, I, don't know, I don't know what that's they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's been an absolute pre- pleasure to talk to you today. Well, I, I appreciate it. I know, I know you kind of had to juggle around my schedule a little bit today, but it, 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 it's it's like to do it now. What, 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 where, are you, where are you from now, exactly? Uh, Powell County. Uh, That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, you're a Powell County pirate. My yeah. boy Kim Rogers over there, and uh, so we're, we're we're glad to do it for you, man. So any, anytime you want to have me on again, you got my number, and I'll be glad to do it. You did a good job. And Tim was actually the one who hooked this up. So thank you a lot to Tim and Trent. 
for helping me out with this. Uh, but just thanks again, Ryan. It's been an absolute pre- pleasure. And uh, go Cats on our Saturday. All right, buddy. Good talking to you, Evan. Thank you for listening. Check out all my shows on BallTalkPod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all social media outlets.